In 2003, we had a slight dip in the slasher genre, but what we did get was Wrong Turn. 2003 saw Buffy and Angel star Eliza Dushku headline this movie about a bunch of hillbillies that had deformities and we loved it. We love a bit of you know cheesy crap here on Snakebite Horrorcast. And for years... Oh, I didn't love it. It was weird. You're bit... Everyone at Nile loved it. But after several years of sequels, prequels, and... There's five of them! There's Sorry. six of them, actually. There's six. six of them. After six really awful movies, Fuck. they decided to do a 2001 reboot. But is this really a film that should have been rebooted or should have been put under another title? And that is what we're going to ask today. So here on Snake by Horrorcast this week, we are going to be talking about the brand new reboot of Wrong Turn. But we're also going to be going and find a bit of our, of our fun side with a bit of Nicolas Cage. We all love a bit of Nicolas Cage. Marcus definitely likes a bit, a bit of Nicolas Nick Cage. Cage. So join us this week as we are going to be chatting Wrong Turn 2021 and the amazing Willy's Wonderland. No, please don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel. There is no good, there is no evil, there is only flesh. No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. What the fuck is wrong with the bed? Get away from her, you bitch! You! Hi, and welcome to Snakebot Horrorcast. I'm your host, Mark Goddard, and welcome to our second episode of Season 3. Yay! Yay! So, we've had a good good little uh, haul of films this week. Um, thank you to Signature Movies for both the films this week. Um, two brand new titles as well, which is a rarity for us. So, as always, I am joined by my two co-hosts. So, uh, first up, it's Nar Whitlock. Hello! And Marcus Wallace. Yo, yo. Well, that's not your usual happy self, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Is Mark, this because you had... Sup, bitch. That sounds better. Is this because we made you watch Wrong Turn? Probably is. It did take a wrong turning, let's say that. <laughs> but so guys, our first film for the week. And I'm going to put a little, so I'm going to put a little trailer in this bit as well, so I'll leave a little, put a little pause. Okay. <clears throat> so, first film this week. It's the 2021 reboot of Wrong Turn. I've got a lot to say about this movie, and I'm going to rant the fuck out of it. I don't know if to do this now before we start describing the movie, or after we've done the description of the movie. So, Marcus. Hello. As always, tell us about Wrong Turn. Well, it all started when people made the wrong turn. (laughs) <laughs> I don't mean literally made the wrong turn. They they actually made the film the wrong turn. No, I'm joking. Uh, right, group of college uh, or uni students, whatever they call Wait, them in America. Before we go any further, just because you mentioned that, they didn't actually take the wrong turn in this one. No, there was yeah, they did. There was no wrong turn really. They were going to no, do a mountain. They went in wrong trail. turn films. They normally make the wrong turn in like the road, and they end up in the hills. They meant to go to the hills, and they didn't even deviate from the path that much. Call it wrong path. In my eye, no, because they meant to. They meant to go that way because they were looking for the fort. So, no, um, no. Yeah, but they shouldn't. Then they shouldn't have gone that way in the first place. The woman warned them. She knew. It should have been called wrong decision. There you go. It should have been called anything else but wrong turn, in my opinion. But go on, yeah, go on, Marcus. Continue. Right. Anyway, so. Some uh, uni friends uh, decide to go on a jolly old hike. I personally, I would have picked Sweden, but for some reason, they picked this place. Anyway, they go to the town. Uh, there's a mix uh, in this group. So you've got a gay couple, uh, you've got uh, a black dude, and just some other your, your typical just white Caucasians, whatever you want to call them. Anyway, mixed diversity in this group. They go to this town. 
which has one of those federation flags and all that stuff uh, they don't look like nice people they look like hillbillies uh, and they're really rude to this group when they start uh, well sorry when they show up so the gay guys get uh, a weird vibe from the hotel lady who gives them a weird look when they hold hands that causes a bit of a hoo-ha when it comes to the uh, the pub in which uh, this like old redneck style kind of man comes up to them is like yo yo you, you thingies yeah yeah he starts starting <laughs> shit and they're like well, I ain't having this shit so they all start doing their typical teenage reaction of just chirping up their voice in the wrong situation and uh, gets them into shit this guy then threatens them and uh, they then see someone when they're leaving the pub near their car and they think it's the same guy so naturally what do you do you throw a bottle at him anyway turns out it's not the same guy we'll go into that later classic uh, they decide to go on this trail to some fucking mountain thingies and naturally they don't stick to the trail after being warned several times and that also naturally means you get a log pushed down a hill at you at full speed because what else would happen squishy squishy they think someone's following them someone's trying to kill them uh, one of them does actually die from that uh I think its name's Gary. Uh, poor, poor kid. The the others get angry. They try to find their way back. Doesn't work too well. Some more of them die. They find tribal people wearing like. Uh, do you know what? If you've ever played Skyrim, it was the Forsworn. That's what they were up against. And uh, yeah, yeah. they uh they went to the tribe, got put on trial for murder because <laughs> they murdered one of them. Casual. And uh, one of them got his eyes burnt out, <laughs> shoved into a cave. One of them uh, put themselves in a situation to get raped uh, several times to stay alive, while also putting her boyfriend in the army, basically. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, she gets pregnant. Uh, she's the only one to escape. And uh, then the guy that's the leader who uh, raped her decides to follow her to home going do dee do do and he's like yeah I'm I'm here to move in and she's like what so they're like we're gonna go you're gonna come with us because you've got my child so she goes because she's like no do not kill family and uh, then naturally goes absolutely ape shit in the uh, car and kills them all and it's such a satisfying ending oh and she also steals the, the child did she steal a child or did yeah. the child just come with anything? Because she just kind of walked up to her and they just wandered back up the road. I mean, that kid yeah. is not going to integrate into society well. No. Oh, you, you so know that that's going to be the kid that just sort of, I don't know, maybe watches a bit of anime, doesn't really socialise too much, and I don't know, might like doing Stabs art. Stabs Timmy in the face. <laughs> that sort of thing. Skins cats. <laughs> Do you like your dog? Yeah. Okay, I go to Nile first. Anything you liked about the movie? What do you think about this one? Uh, I want to talk about the ending. Okay. Um, I just thought the ending was one of the best endings I've seen in a horror film. It was fucking brilliant because it made me feel shit because I was like, oh, they're taking her away in the RV. The credits have started rolling. This is blatant sequel bait. And then the RV crashes into a tree, still while the credits are rolling. And then she starts stabbing them all, and they run out of the RV, and she kills them all. It's, it's really good. And I almost missed it, because at that point, I sort of tuned out and started looking at my phone. And mm. then the, Same here, actually, at that yeah, point. The noises of people being stabbed, I was like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I thought that was actually really good. Um mm. Right, rest of the film. It's shitly written. Doesn't make a lot of sense, a lot of it. Like, the murder trial. Like, they're basically bringing one of the boats back on a spit. And they were like, Oh, we weren't going to hurt you. We were just taking it back to fix you. But you clubbed all of us to death, so you're going to have to die. And then she's like, No, we did that in self-defense. And he's like, Oh, where's your proof? Um... See that guy squished behind that tree? Um, that would be our proof. But, yeah, like, but they didn't no do that. No one brings that up. <laughs> no, they've already killed one of their guys. Yeah, but like, they didn't. Uh, was it then? Was it up their fault that the tree trap got him? Or 
Yes, it was their fault that they stood in front of a falling tree. No. <laughs> well, no, it's a tree like that. Sorry, I was just going to say, I feel like that it was just manipulation because later on when her dad comes to try and find him, he doesn't know who this old guy is at this time. And he's like mm. straight away like, eh, oh, well, we're blind him for trespassing. So I think they would have just done it anyway. They're just trying to justify themselves. Yeah. Mm. But then it's weird because he turns to her like the night that her dad gets caught by them. And then he's like, oh, do you want us to like free your dad? Because he's like your dad, you know, and it's like. This is so inconsistently written. Like, it doesn't make any sense, a lot of it, to me. Oh, by the way, I did work out that pun in the end. Yeah. Perks. As in, coffee machine percolation. Percolator, yeah. My wife wife said that as well. It's it's a fucking I thought it was central perks. (laughs) But yeah, it was a fucking terrible pun. (laughs) Terrible. I just love how it takes you so long to try and work out the pun, even though it meant nothing. I didn't think it was one. I, I thought there was a come fly with me situation. <laughs> um, but yeah. Other than that, I've got nothing to cool. say about it, really. It's too long. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was very long. It could, have, it could have been an hour and a half, and it would have been absolutely fine. Mm. Almost two hours long, this film, so... Yeah, way, way too long. And it tries to justify hipsters by saying that they have a non-profit, like it's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fair days. Um, Marcus, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, I thought the film itself wasn't a bad film. I don't really like rape scenes at all, so that sort of threw me off it for me to like it. However... Uh, mm. I feel like it's quite difficult for a film to pull off uh, a rape scene where they just make it feel almost, uh, well, real, as in the acting's really good. For example, she looks genuinely terrified of what she was doing because she knew what was going to come along. And I just thought the acting was really good. So I hated it, but I felt like they'd done the scenes with it really well because it made me hate it. So I'm praising it for feeling like shit from watching it. I feel like I've missed something. I don't remember a scene like that in the film. I don't remember a rape scene in that either. Well, she, what film have you been watching? <laughs> she uh, offers herself to him because she yeah. doesn't want to die. And she basically goes to his hut and then he you know, gets on with her. It's clear she doesn't want to do it. She's doing it because she doesn't want to die. So, let's rape. I don't know why she didn't just say uh, when he said, what have you got to offer us? She should have told him the truth. She should have said, well, I've got a dance degree. I can and, be a jester. Uh, yeah, I, I've <laughs> also got an arts degree as well. Yeah. She could have been like a house decorator. She could have She could have gone all Carol Smiley and just done like a 60 minute makeover. Yeah. Changing rooms. There you go. <laughs> but you know, I, I found one bit of these films like really creepy and it hardly like had any part in it, but like they were clearly having sex and stuff with the people who they had taken the eyes out of. Wait, what? <laughs> you know the bit at the end because he's leading. She... He took one out, didn't he? And led, was leading her back in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. And they look like zombies. They really mm. look fucked up. But that was a, that was a good scene though in, but... in the cave. Yeah, it was horrible. Ugh. But like, that's the only reference they have to that. Is that little bit mm. of a scene like the rest of the time you don't know anybody's actually there you think they're just killing all the other guys not taking their eyes and tongues out and chopping some arms off mm. it just true. seems yeah. like the scariest bit of the film wasn't utilised I would say they should have maybe shown a bit more of that kind of backwards mentality maybe yeah, yeah, they did really just miss the the whole cave thing. Could you imagine if they'd gone down there and the torch went out? Mm. Yeah. It got creepy. But I think it's a good addition. Definitely was a good addition. But if they they could have found their way out, but then they then they would have. By the time they found their way out of the cave, then with no eyes, they would have fallen over the cliff. That is a very good point. There's no door on that cave or anything. It's a cave. Mm. Why would it have a door? <laughs> Because they're what trying to keep it? prisoners in it. It's like 
Oh, what was it? The Descent. That's a big cave full of yeah. things I can't see. Yeah, but they don't go outside because light. That's true. That's true. They're like Gollum. Yeah, like Gollum. That makes more sense. Could you imagine what it would feel like to be in that situation, though? You've, you've lived your life used to seeing and uh, not being in agonising pain <laughs> and, you know, eating normal foods and you just get your eyes burnt out to cinders and shoved into a dark cave with God knows what's in there. I, I couldn't imagine how that affected you mentally. I don't know how some of them didn't just kill themselves. I've seen Grave Encounters too. I feel like I've experienced <laughs> most of that. Uh, actually, yeah, also... Sorry, going back to the tongue part, did you say they cut out their tongues? Because I don't remember Yeah, because when they took out the guy's eyes, they said, you will see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil. So I assumed they took one guy's eyes, would blind, uh, would cut the tongue out of the other one, and then, I don't know, something with the ears... Would they? How would he have not bled out though? Oh. Either way, I made the rules. I do not want to be in that situation. Oh, he wouldn't have bled out because they cauterized it because they did it with a big pokey fire stick. Oh yeah, of course. How could I forget? (laughs) Yeah. Science. St John's ambulance, (laughs) bruh. (laughs) (laughs) Do not cauterize your tongue if it's cut off for any reason. Anyone, please. I would. I definitely like. You would die, surely. There's got to be a main artery in your tongue. You can die from the pain, but you can actually die of shock. Yeah, but you'll die of bleeding out otherwise, surely. Just don't cut your tongue off. That's what I'd suggest. <laughs> if there's any complete weirdos listening to this who know the answers, you you email Mark and let him know. You can send us the answers to this to uh, snakebothorrorcast at gmail.com. That's snakebothorrorcast at gmail.com. And we won't forward it to the police. We promise. We'll read it out in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make an episode of it. <sighs> anyway. So. Shall we yeah. get to the... My oh, fault. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is not a wrong turn film. So they were marking it as the seventh one. So a reboot, but a seventh one. A little bit like what they did with Leprechaun Origins, which was also absolutely shockingly awful and shit and should not have been made this is not a wrong turn film yeah, okay, I know no, you're not a fan of the first one but this is nothing like the whole series it's all about the backwards kind of deformed hillbillies and you want the cannibals if you're going to be a wrong turn film fucking make it a wrong turn film don't make it basically what this film to me is the ritual I did get that vibe it's basically very ritual vibe. Call it something else. If you've written a film like this, just fucking call it something else. It's not the film that you're trying to do. You know, it's a series. If it's like a series that had one or two films, I get it. This is like a six film deep storyline of characters and villains, and they've already done the prequels. Just carry on from part six. I know part six wasn't great, and they kind of. I think number six, they brought in the foundation as a, not like a kind of individual town. It reminds me of if you had the ritual and you had um, 1BR. It's the community feel of 1BR with the creepy kind of cultness of the ritual. Great. Put it like that. It's a good film. It's a watchable film. Yeah, okay, it's too long. Bits are boring. But there's parts in this film you can take out and go, actually, no, it's actually quite, you know, an interesting story. The dad can't act for shit, but, you know. And he's a famous actor, isn't he? I think so. I just don't know where the fuck he's from. I've definitely seen him in stuff. I'll find out on the old uh, intimate view of the database. But yeah, it's just, just... Reboots are really hard to do. If you got the source material, go buy the fucking source material. Yeah, but what they've done with this, right, is when, in 2003, when the first wrong turn came out, everybody in America, they didn't like inbred people. So they're the Mm. villains. But nowadays, all the people in the village in this new film, they're all Trump supporters. And that is, (coughs) that's just as bad to Americans, especially hipsters. Boy, treading tough, uh, not tough, uh, thin ice ground here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
That is basically true, though. It was like yeah, an anti-Confederate film. It was just weird. Mm. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know what the kicker is. It was written by the exact same guy who wrote the original Wrong Turn. Was it really? It is. Maybe that's the truth, then. Maybe they are just updating it. Maybe. That's the worst possible but then, villain but it was, I can It was supposed of. to be... But it was supposed to be Wrong Turn 7, The Foundation. But, yeah, they, they all have stupid look, names, don't they? Look, I want a full-on bloody fucking slasher movie. You could have made this how they redid Hills of Eyes. The remake of Hills of Eyes, that was gritty as fuck. Another grim film. But if you're doing a reboot, they've basically done the opposite of what happened there. You know, Hills of Eyes, the original wasn't as dark as the remake where the originals of these are a bit more kind of dark and this is a bit more kind of we're not backwards hillbillies we're not cannibals we're just a small you know community in fact the weird thing was the hillbillies in the town seemed worse than the people in the mountains who were killing people I mean, these, these, these mountain folk just seem to be like you know well I have my, my, we have our own ways. This is our ways. This is our laws. We have no theft or we have no crime. This is, you know, we just, we hunt for our food. Everybody works. It seems like they've got this perfect community. And that's why, um, oh, Jen's boyfriend, I forgot his name, the kind of the guy, guy stays. He stays because yeah. it's like, they get me. And it is that kind of cult mentality. Which is a good part of it. And again, if this wasn't marketed as a wrong Turner film, it would be fine. I'd have no argument with it. And the ending would be perfect. You, you but, say they have uh, their own laws and that that they follow, but literally anyone who steps slightly out of line, they take their eyes away and shove them in the cave. They keep the peace by just Yeah, but that's everything. how most cults work. <laughs> I think cults are like that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. Most cults kill themselves at the end of it. <laughs> True. Anyway, but you know, on a, on a positive thing, it is gritty. It's in a way got a very British horror feel, feel to it, which isn't too bad. You know, we we like a bit of British horror movie, but as a wrong turn film, it loses points for me because you could have done it like they rebooted Halloween, and that would have been brilliant. Would have been absolutely brilliant. Yeah, you could have gone the other way and rebooted it like they rebooted Friday the 13th, which would have been awful, but at least that would have been true to the source material. And I don't know, it angered me. Angered me, because I, I went in there expecting it to be something that it's not. And I feel let down a bit as a fan of the series. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> so, now, keep it up in it. Mm, it. Which was kind of kind of crap. Apart from the end, I'll keep the end. I'll yeah. keep the last thirty seconds being the rest. If you so if you'll pardon the pun, Marcus, keep it up in uh, bin it, but keep the end as well. That was a satisfying ending of the caravan. Okay, okay. and I'm gonna bin it, and I don't give a shit about the ending. <laughs> so wasn't redeeming enough for him. <laughs> Not really. So to answer your question from the guy who was the dad, that's Matthew Mo- Modine or Moden. Um, he was in films such as Full Metal Jacket, Cutthroat Island, uh, Forty Seven Meters Down. Is he in French? Dark Knight Rises. Uh, go back down, find out. He's in Stranger Things. Oh, that's where I know him from. He's the baddie in the first season of Stranger Things. Okay. I remember. But friends, no, no friends. Like I say, anyway. But there you go, there you go. So, hi guys. Uh, sorry for interrupting the episode. We are here to actually promote our amazing sponsor. They've been sponsoring us here on the Horrorcast for a good couple of months now, and uh, they, they've had some brilliant uh, book boxes that we've received over here as well. So myself, Niall and Marcus have been, all of us have been receiving the Abominable Book Club box over the last few months. And I don't know if you guys agree, but there's been some amazing books in there and got some great snacks and great treats. Oh, yeah. um, mm, reading does taste better when you eat. 
the sweets provided. That sounded better in my head. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so this is the the amazing um, Abominable Book Club. Um, They are a book subscription service, which gives you one brand new book and a second-hand book. Uh, You get a brand new horror and thriller book, so you get a mixture of of both genres, so you never know what you're going to get. Um, A UK luxury snack and a mysterious second-hand book. And you also get a copy of either Black Static, The Gaslins, or Hellbore. Hellbore is really cool, by the way. It's got some of the coolest graphics. It brings me back to being a little emo, grimy kid in the uh, late 2000s. Early 2000s. Um, but yeah. <laughs> you also get uh, hot drinks in there as well, some like hot chocolates and coffees and that kind of thing as well. And two bonus, one or two bonus surprises each month. We've had um, some really cool pins. I received a really cool um, Shining based key ring, which was a, um, a key fob for um, the room number. I forgot what the room number is on, on Shining. You know out there, you're all horror fans. But um, one, yeah, four, so. Something. Yeah, that one. <laughs> so there's two boxes out there. There's the full guts box, which has all the bits inside there, and you also got the bare bones, which is just the books. So go over to abominablebookclub.cratejoy.com, and if you type in the code Bloody Good Reads to celebrate our podcast, Bloody Good Reads, um, you will get ten percent off your first box. All the magic of a haunted bookshop summoned straight to your door every month for an amazing price. So do go and check them out. All of us here have been receiving it, and we all highly recommend it. So, um, yeah, go and check them out. It's a shame uh, they're not northern, because if they were northern, they could see if I can do this right. Their tagline could be, Want a spook? Buy a book. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was quite bad. <laughs> uh, Gail, <sighs> thanks for, uh, for uh, putting up with our little bit of uh, promo time, and get back to the episode. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. So guys, right, next movie this week is going to be a Nicolas Cage brand new movie. Yay! Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yay. And we are going to be reviewing right now Willy's Wonderland. His what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trailer in there. <clears throat> so <laughs> No, do you wanna do the description of this one? Or do you want me to pass it on to Marcus? Uh let Marcus do it. Right. Oh, God. So, Marcus, right. what is Willy's Wonderland? Willy's Wonderland is the film that has the most expensive janitor ever. <laughs> well, saying that, do you reckon he got conned? Do you reckon they said, we'll pay you per line? And he went, yeah, all right. And then he just, they didn't give him any. So, he didn't have to pay him. Because he has zero yeah. lines in this film. Not one. He literally says nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from like the occasional groan or scream. Yeah, that's about as much. He doesn't actually speak. He just goes... Mm. Yeah, just looks at you really badassly. Like how Nick Cage is trying to be in every film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember Ghost Rider? Yeah, that's what he's like. <laughs> one and two. <laughs> it, it's basically like... It's basically Ghost Rider has gone in and uh, is cleaning up a, a restaurant. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Out of the two films, this is the one that I had a lot of notes written on, because I can't tell if this film is Kung Fu Panda or if it is Mortal Kombat or both. It's be both. <laughs> yeah, <It's, laughs> it, right. it could be a sequel to Kung Fu Panda. It definitely could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well. Anyway, so Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> there is a man who is so cool that he doesn't say anything driving a car down a road boom spikes in a road what happens oh no car has gone kaput tires gone he spins out he's like bruh well he doesn't say that because he doesn't say anything he gets out his car and what do you do open up your boot and you're down an energy drink i believe this man's diabetic but that's because he has one like literally every two minutes in the film anyway uh every hour up, uh, l- yeah literally has a time on his watch and everything which is uh, amazing by every- the way i love that bit Oh god, it is. We'll, we'll get into it mm. later, but he um, gets a tow to the lo- by the local town thingy, Majing. He's like, "Yo, I need to fix up your car. Uh, you're gonna need all new tires." Coincidentally, uh, must have been kids who popped them. Hint, fucking hint, guys. Uh, yeah, I can do it all for you for about thousand dollars. And then he's like, "Oh, here's my card." Well, he shows it. And he's like, "Oh no, no, cash only. Cash and admin, no taxes, by the way." Uh, and he's like, "Oh, well, you're willing to work it off?" 
<laughs> and then Nick just does this awkward thing where he looks at him and he just nods. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. So naturally, they put him in Willy Wonderland's uh, amusement park thingy, whatever you, whatever the fuck this haunted thing is. And they're like, right, so this place is run down. We're trying to reopen it. If you spend all night trying to clean it up, uh, we'll do your car for free and give it to you by the morning. And he's like, yeah, all right. Just shakes his hand. Good deal. Little does he know is this place is haunted. The previous workers were all uh, just... I don't know. Were they sex <laughs> they're No, they're, they're all serial killers. <laughs> serial killers, yeah. A, a cult. Yeah. And um, it got shut down. And when the police found out what was going on, because families were going missing, they decided to do a satanic ritual, which would put their souls into inanimate objects. In this case, it's the uh, automatrons. So basically, think Five Nights at Freddy's. It is exactly what this Five is. Nights at Freddy's. To the point where yeah. I don't know how they go away with it. So basically, they take them out back to uh, like the family fun room, and they pick certain families, and then they um, kill the families that go into this fun room. Yeah. However, as uh, you know, just get a film out of this. A child survives. Da-da-dun. That child lives in a local village. Uh, tries to burn the place down all the time. Has a group of friends which he seems to care a fuck all about. <laughs> yeah. Because they all they all die. Uh, yeah. Nick's just casually cleaning and uh, isn't even phased when an automaton is trying to kill him. He just turns around, and does kung fu panda shit, and just completely rips it apart and carries on cleaning. It's great, and that goes on throughout the entire film basically uh, until it gets to the showdown of the big boy. Well, the sheriff does t- try to stop him. I should add that in. <laughs> she gets just chopped in half. Yeah, she does. Oh yeah, Nick also thinks it's a great idea to duct tape yourself. Uh, because as a manly man he is, if there is outside boo-boo, you'd use duct tape. True. You are meant to do that. In, a, in like, emergency. Yeah, it stops bleeding. Duct tape? Yeah, not around to broken ribs, yeah. though. Oh, <laughs> no, maybe. St. John's Ambulance. <laughs> no, I'm on a training course with them in a week's time. I'll ask them. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, he uh, he does end up cleaning the place. Uh, all of the automatrons are killed. Uh, he gets his car. The guy who was trying to trick him. Oh god, I'm, I'm missing key points here. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the point of the film is they've been telling everyone the same story. Uh, coincidentally, their car tires get popped. They then say, "Hey, you can't pay it. That's fine. Just stay here for the night, or here, yeah, just clean this for the night." And they're feeding the automatrons to stop them killing the town members. Uh, that was kind of the main point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so the guys are in disbelief when he comes out in the morning alive and cleaned the place and they're like uh, okay so they think the curse is over um, start talking about how they're going to reopen it and some fairy bitch decides to blow them up yeah yeah. that bit's a bit oh silly. and also uh, yeah he uh, the cool guy who again doesn't say a single word looks at the the young girl who has all her friends killed and she just gets in his car and they drive off and this is the best part he gives his energy drink to her because he cares yeah because <laughs> yeah, he's in a cage and he cares that says everything <laughs> that he didn't need to say in words <laughs> literally he even his dancing at the pinball machine proved he <laughs> was that. basically one of those typical dads who just wanted to have a good time and didn't take shit from anyone mm-hmm. mm. he was how I uh, like, that's how I inspired to be as a dad <laughs> remember the end of um, uh, what's the vampire one we did that does not narrow uh, down uh, yeah, well. yeah. Remember the end part of that when him and the girl both survive, but he just goes, "No, I'm not taking you with me." It's the opposite of that. <laughs> it's like the same moment, they're outside the uh, the building. He's in the car, but he actually lets this one in the car. So, like the total opposite of what could have happened. I really don't Snicky remember cares. that film at all. You didn't like that you film, probably. Titty Twister. I remember Quentin Tarantino lick some feet or something. Well, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Tarantino likes feet. <laughs> so, crack and cheese, Gromit. Uh, Niall, what do you think of this one? I've got a few things to say about this film. Okay. I reckon this is going to be a proper Marmite film. This is probably going to end up being like a cult classic that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. And It should be. I, I think it should be as well, because the more I think about it, the more I like it, and I can't really explain why, um, it's it. It's like 
I don't know. It, it seems on the surface when you describe what it is, it seems like it would be good. But then it does show how cheap it is when certain stuff happens. Like in the fight scenes, <coughs> they are very low budget. They're all filmed with this sort of bloom and they're all sped up and it's got lots of barrel distortion on the lens. And it just it it's made to look as best as it possibly can, but it doesn't look good. Mm. Um, the, the best e- you can do in a budget. Yeah, Nicholas Cage is brilliant. He's as good as he always is. But yeah, how he can convey so much emotion without moving his face or talking is beyond me. But he manages it. It's got Freebird playing in it. You know, it scores points for that. Um, the other thing about this as well is I'm I'm going to model my new look after this film. I don't know about you guys, but um, I'm always going to have a pepperami sticking out my mouth now. <laughs> why? Why? Why has no one done that before? I thought it was a cigar, to be honest. I thought it was a cigar. I thought but it, it wasn't. I thought it was a cigar. It was a goddamn pepperami. How is he not eating it? Do you reckon this is his new way of like a diet? He's yeah, just, it's self-training. He's like, I have the pepperami. But I'm not allowed to eat it. He must, and he's just—he's got to have it there. All he the time. must absolutely fucking stink. But <laughs> I mean, he has made a definite life choice there, which I—I I honestly respect. I mean, that takes a lot of guts. And also, how many pepperonis do you reckon they went through? Well, she just kept eating them. Like, I'm sorry, guys, but you put good food right yeah. there. You've got to take a bite. I reckon they're co- well. Actually, they're called Slim Jims there. But mm. Slim they're Jim. called Slim Jims. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they were they were popular years, years and years and years ago. Mm. Do they make you slim? It just it's me. Oh, if, no, in it's fact, they do exactly meat. the opposite of that, Marcus. Would you believe? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they're actually quite unhealthy. I would imagine lots of saturated well, fat. I'll be damned. Uh, yeah. Um, what else was I saying? Yeah. Um. Can't believe they're not being sued by Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm starting to wonder whether someone who made that game maybe is slightly involved in this film. Because they were going to make a Five Nights mm. at Freddy's film at some point. Too late. Well, this is what I'm thinking. But, like, everything is the same. Pretty much. Um, well, you say that. The one key difference. There's not a camera room that the guy can lock himself in. <laughs> yeah, good point. Also, I'm slightly suspect about how bored Nicolas Cage is because he essentially did turn up to set just to clean. Um, (laughs) So I am a bit worried about him. We should probably check if he's okay. Um, Because they managed to get him to clean a lot. But yeah, I my, I do have a favourite scene of this as well, which is where his uh, alarm goes off to get a drink, which he has to do every hour for reasons. <laughs> and he literally mm. just leaves one of the characters there to fight a boss. Essentially. Plus for a knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just leaves her there while he goes gets a drink and plays pinball and then comes back. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Really good. There's just so many amazing bits in it. Just the subtleness of it. Like... The, the whole alarm bit made me laugh. And he just gets more and more hyper the more, the kind of more he drinks. He loves pinball. You can just tell how much he loves pinball. <laughs> he was very happy when oh, he found that he... machine. Oh, he was. His dancing to that yeah. was a great scene. Mm. Even kind of like the kind of backstory to it. The whole idea of you know these spirits inside these animatronic creatures and tricking families into going there and you know, it makes more sense than fucking wrong turn did. Yeah. yeah. But um, I've got a little kind of fan theory. He seemed like he knew more than he was letting on. So I reckon he may be... Because that was opened up twice, the, the restaurant. So was he maybe one of the parents from the first time and one of his kids was killed? Or, uh, I don't know, maybe... The woman at the at the start was really his wife, or I don't know, his sister or something, and then one of the kids that were killed with the family, he knew about it, and that's why he went there. Why was he heading there in the first place? 
I I don't think that was true because I think if it was one of his kids, I think he'd have just turned up to the town and had a complete rampage. I don't think he would have been nice to anyone. Well, maybe he was on his way to do that, and obviously then he gets his tire splashed out. It explains why as well he seems so kind of wanting to help the girl. Mm. I don't know. I thought I he was I... an automaton himself at first. He seems like it. Maybe we need to watch He's it again. Strong. I don't know. I just feel like there's, there's, there's something in the background there. I love um, the uniforms. Every time he gets one of the uniforms dirty, he goes into the room and changes it to a clean T-shirt. <laughs> He's always clean. He's always clean. Yeah, it's just such a really good movie. I think, um, oh, the Sarah character. The, uh, I can't remember the name of the character now. One of the uh, Omatrons, the only one that was actually... Um, oh, a human. The human. Fairy um, one, yeah. Yeah. Siren Sarah. She's fucking creepy. Yeah, that was disturbing. Just yeah, the whole kind of in, in, in the wood bit when they're in the kind of fake wood scene. That's just disturbing. Yeah. The only kind of bit that was really creepy in the movie was that bit because obviously Cammy the comedian was nowhere near creepy. No, or the night. The night was kind of shit. <laughs> to be fair though, I I love Tito the turtle. I thought he was hilarious. Yeah. I love, yeah, when they run him over at the end, it's really good. <laughs> oh, bless him. No, no, stop hitting me. <laughs> no, I... Guys, I've just... Uh, mm. Sorry. I, I just looked up to see what the uh, plot was for the beginning. Uh, it turns out that Nick is actually just a quiet drifter who just happens to be passing yeah, by. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I reckon there's something else in the background there. I don't know. It, the film actually reminds me of Banana Splits from a couple of years back. Um, very similar thing, very very similar kind of style of movie, but this was done so much better. We'll we'll have to watch Banana Splits for uh, a future episode, but I preferred this one over the two, and it, it's got a very very similar kind of feel to it. So, um, Marcus, what about you? What do you think of this one? Oh, apart from what we've already mentioned, I had some more notes on this one. So, Go for it. right, I know they're kids. I keep trying to tell myself that, but why on earth would you go there planning to get the guy out of the building, but decide to put gasoline around the entire place before you go in? And then on top of that, who the fuck lights cigarettes and walks around <laughs> it when there's gasoline down? Yeah, oh. they did, silly. They didn't seem like also... the smartest people in the drawer, though. Oh, what gave that away? <laughs> uh, and on top of that, if you put uh, petrol down everywhere and leave it for a bit, that stuff evaporates yeah. quite quickly, so give it five minutes, you flick a match on it, it's not going to go. And that was on all night. Yeah. Uh, what else have I got? Oh yeah, the, the poor effects from the like the fake cut across Nick's face. And uh, it just literally looked like someone got lipstick and just drawn a <laughs> Did line. Did you notice? So he put the uh, duct, tape on, du- uh, duct tape on his face. And then sometimes it wasn't on there. <laughs> Oh, so there, there is quite a few continuity errors I noticed in there because sometimes it is on and sometimes it isn't so you know it's, it's all add into the character it's fine mm. also you know he duct tapes his chest mm. well in the end fight he gets his shirt torn like loads and uh, yeah he's not wearing any duct tape underneath yeah see I thought because the woman got just completely sliced from one hit. I thought the duct tape was actually going to serve a purpose of protecting him. Yeah, no, it wasn't there. It evaporated. It's too cool to wear it. It's a parallel universe where duct tape evaporates, but petrol doesn't. Oh, that makes perfect sense, actually. That, that would actually save the That's film. my fan theory. <laughs> take that. <laughs> Mark's fan theory is that Nick's actually, you know, in on it the whole time, uh, or knows what's going on. Niles fan theory is petrol doesn't evaporate and duct tape does. And we all have Slim Jims instead of cigarettes. It's all good. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is a wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, I, I get the, uh, the, the the black dude and the, the blonde sort of... The very uh, outgoing looking one. Mm-hmm. The slutty one. <laughs> the, yeah, the slutty looking one. Who goes to a, a known haunted 
murderous rampaging site and decides, hey, this turns you on. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Mm. Hey, if it, you know, if the if the urge gets you, go for it. <laughs> People have done worse in yeah. the movies we've seen in the last three years. That's true. Nah, tr- true, I guess. But yeah, uh, everyone died in just such stupid ways. Like the scene where they are fucking, and he gets his face chewed off. If you saw something move in the room, come on, let's be honest. Who would continue? You would get up and stop. Would you? Depend what she looked like. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, no, there was a. It was a com- comedic film. I don't know if they were trying to be serious or if they were trying to put comedy on no, it. No, it's it's it's, it's, it's definitely a comedy movie. This is not a serious movie. I can't help them if they were trying to do that. <laughs> wow. I want you know, I wonder how many people applied for the role that Nicolas Cage got. Yeah, I wondered if they or had they him in mind and they've just pestered him for years about it. Okay, well, fine, you might have to say a thing. But clean. He actually he actually was interested in it from the start. There was a um, 2016 short film called Wally's Wonderland because they this is apparently called Wally's Wonderland in America. I don't know, um, but he saw the short movie and it kind of piqued his interest, and that's why he kind of put himself forward for it. Go by that logic. That means the Where's Wally books are called Where's Willy in America. No, it's Waldo in America. I know, but for the for the purposes of that joke, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I'm wasted here. <laughs> Apparently, uh, this film was weird even for Nick's, uh, Nick Cage's uh, standards. I don't know. He's been in some weird shit. <laughs> oh. Seeing what this, uh, what do you call it? This article says quickly. It can't be in many indie films, though, surely. Oh, he picks everything. He has filmed that all the fucking time. Really? Yeah. Uh, indie horror wise, he's done color, uh, color out of space. Um, he's done Shadow of the Vampire. He's done Ghost Rider, obviously. <laughs> Ghost Rider's are awful. Um, let me get. Let's get to into movie database and see what he's done recently. But he's been in some weird, weird choices. While you uh, look that up, mm. uh, one of the, <laughs> the lines on here, it, this is on Yahoo uh, Movies for anyone who wants to look at it. It's um, this person saying uh, basically about how the janitor. Uh, oh, here we go. Right, so it's a movie apparently with a series of cage versus mechanical mascot fights. Uh, I don't know what that word is, but basically he's also on the pinball machine and frequent shots of him drinking uh, energy drinks. Why? Doesn't matter. He just does. It's the same reason it could be applied to anything the janitor does. So even this person has just like, it's just, it's just what he does. Yeah. Hmm? Don't question it. You just accept it. Cage rage. I just want to know whether he's angry because of the energy drinks or he like takes the <laughs> drinks to like calm him down or something. Calm him down. Yeah, because he's always he always has the drinks when he's sort of relaxing. Hence the pinball machine. So he has those kind of every hour he has that little break where he just sort of calms down and then goes back to being fucking mental. I don't know. Mm. True. Just doesn't work the way that an energy drink. I you know you know I I wouldn't drink a energy drink to chill out. Mm. So, mm, yeah. so yes, yeah, so his projects, like his really indie ones, he's done Color of, Color of Outer Space, uh, Mandy, which is supposed to be really good, uh, Mum and Dad, which I've seen most of. It's a good film. It's a good film. Pay the Ghost. Um, a lot of horror movies. A lot of horror movies. But then in between this, he does like Ghost Rider. Drive Angry, Season of the Witch, which are all kind of biggish titles. You know, in, in between kind of this movie, he's done Teen Titans Go to mo- go to the movies and Spider Man in the Spider Verse, and he's going to be playing Joe Exotic in a 
<laughs> really? I'm a, a, a TV show about <laughs> Joe Exotic. Wow. <laughs> so, You're kidding. Really? He kind of no, looks seriously, no, it, can't, Maybe. Uh, no. I don't know. I do kind of <laughs> see it. Put him in a hat and a weird beard. Oh my god. This is going to be amazing. It's going to be strange. <laughs> maybe he just says yes to everything. Maybe that's like what he does. Maybe he just does. can't say no to things. Maybe we should invite him on here. Oh my god, don't tell me. I'd be so starstruck. I would just talk about Con Air for a whole hour, I think. I mean, in 2019, he released like. How many films did he release? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven movies? This is about, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson levels of I've been in so many movies. There you go. Hardest hit by the pandemic. Nicholas Cage. Can Fine. We message him. I like, I, I will message him. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know what I would say. Can you sign my National Treasure one and two DVDs? <laughs> okay. I I take that challenge. Considering how you know, I've had some quite good guests on, you know, bloody good reads just by asking over Instagram and Twitter. So we'll we'll see. Let's see what we can do. By the way, I'm joking about my National Treasure 1 and 2 DVDs. I've got them on Blu-ray. No, fair it is. Fair it is. You can't sign a Blu-ray. You can sign a Blu-ray. Guys. Mm. Uh, yeah, Silver Sharpie. Sorry. Sorry. Ah, there you go. I have uh, searched on Instagram, Nicolas Cage, and all of the accounts I can see on this first page. None of them are his official account. They're all memes. Oh my god! They're all meme accounts. Maybe he's like uh, Bill Murray. Maybe he doesn't have a manager. Maybe you have to go and find him, and he's like <laughs> on, on a mountain a... somewhere. Yeah, he's in a monastery somewhere, <laughs> surrounded by monks, and you have to find him. And whatever oh film god, you're it's, trying it's to make, just like, says yes. Just like Ace Ventura two, Ace Ventura with Nature Girls. I've never seen that film. Me neither. <laughs> so after after the events after the events of Ace Ventura One, he uh, decides that he's going to find himself and ends up in a um, monastery, and he's a monk. Yeah. I feel like we're going to see him cleaning. Uh, I don't know. Up at so bad is it good? It's a new one there. Talking about that, go and check out our uh, second episode of uh, So Bad Is It Good. It's very good. Um, <clears throat> or is it? Or is it? We'll find out by listening to the episode. Do, do, do. <laughs> does that have a countdown? Should I ask? No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. No, no, so, don't know what we mean. So without a Seinfeld. No. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Okay. So should I ask the question? Yeah, I do. Okay. I'm going to Marcus first. Marcus, keep it a minute. Unbeatable. <gasps> I love this film. Really? It okay. was amazing. And Nick Cage in this film is my role model as a dad just I would talk more in fact I would ju- I would just talk at least a little bit you know <laughs> what a weird way to keep a film <laughs> I want to do my parenting style on that you're very strange yeah. Marcus sometimes <laughs> hmm. yeah to be fair I might cut down on the energy drinks compared <laughs> to he does that doesn't seem very healthy for me in all honesty smaller cans though <laughs> There you go. True. If I just get shots, just do little expressos every now and then. Yeah. Talking about the energy drinks, though, that is some obvious product placement right there. I don't. They're not real. Punch it's not real. You can't call an energy drink punch it, surely. Don't forget it's America. Even then, it's like I don't know. Wouldn't surprise me. I'm gonna Google that. Smack it. What's it called? Punch it. I think. Punch it. Punch energy drinks. Yeah. It is a there is a can that has punch on it. I don't know if it's the same one. Ow. There you go. Um no, keep it up in it. Um I can see why Marcus would unbing it, even though his reasons were a bit fucking strange, if you ask me. Um but it's not unbinnable for me, it's just a keep, so I'm just gonna keep it. Okay, cool, cool. And I am also going to make it a unbinnable. I fucking love this film. It is over the top, cheese covered, just fun. It's it makes no fucking sense, but it doesn't have to. And that's the 
greatness of this movie. It's just so fun to watch. It's no part of it was boring. It felt like time just flew by, unlike our previous movie, which uh, didn't. But no, absolutely love this movie. Nicolas Cage is brilliant in it. Um, even with the cast aren't you know the best actors in the world. It doesn't matter in this kind of film. It's such a funny film. It reminds me of um, again Blind Splits and films like that. And yeah, you need that in this kind of day and age with all what's going on. And it's it was a nice surprise. And I was spitting bad, and I got amazing. So yes, unbeatable for me. Okay, I'm just doing some research and. So, Punch isn't real, but it might be a, re- a reference to a drink called Bang. Bang. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this guy on Reddit is trying to work out how much caffeine he's had oh, yeah. in the space of the film. That's what I'm on. So, it, it comes in at a total of 7,200 milligrams, um, which is well <laughs> over the le- uh, lethal limit of 5,000, apparently. There you go. So, he should be dead. But he's not dead. The animatronic creatures are. <laughs> he closes by saying, the janitor should be dead. Not from robots, but from the sheer lethal amount of caffeine constantly through it, flowing through his system. There you go. Well, he had to stay awake for somehow overnight, didn't he? I suppose. <laughs> that would have been a funny <laughs> twist ending if he had got outside and just keeled over from a heart attack. <laughs> Miss opportunity, that is. Yeah. Miss opportunity. Maybe that's why he doesn't talk. He's trying to just... All of his uh, inner chi that he's learnt from his time at Kung Fu Panda, he's trying to just withstand the energy and keep calm. Yeah. And then he lets it all out on the fights. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. So, next episode. What are we going to do? So, I... I'm going to pick some other new films. Because we're going to go through um, a couple of episodes the next few months of newish films. Because the brilliant people over at Signature Films have given us some amazing movies to, to check out. So one of them will be a signature movie, but one of them will be through somebody else. So we will be first be looking at The Banishing, which is a spooky, uh, ghosty horror, which is uh, saying I, I promised Nile I'd find him. So we Very doing... looking forward to this. It's been a long it time. It is good. It does look good. Next, Next podcast, we will be doing two other brand new movies, both from Signature Movies. So the first up will be 12 Hour Shift, starring David Arquette and I believe WWE superstar Mick Foley. There we go. Um, you will also be covering The Banishing as well, which looks fucking amazing. So yes, that's one that I promise Nala do do a spooky movie, and we're going to do a spooky movie this time around. So that will be our next episode, so do catch us next time and do try and leave a like review and a subscribe on itunes or on podchaser or any of your um online streaming services um more likes and more subscribes we get the higher we get up and the, and the ratings as well so um yeah do give us a shout and let us know what you think of the podcast and what we can do to help you enjoy listening to it a bit more um so you can catch me always over on twitter at snake by horror you can catch every episode of the podcast over at snake by horror.co.uk as well we've now got our own section on the website and it's on the main page as well so go over there listen to the podcast on there um itunes spotify as well we are over on them, them streaming services so wherever you want to try and catch us we will should be there um, you can also catch me every week on Snake Bites um, book podcast, which is Bloody Good Reads. Uh, by the time this one goes out, we will just release our Sarah Pimbra episode, her brand, uh, her adaptation for her book Behind Her Eyes has now come up onto Netflix. So that's been quite big recently as well. Been getting such great praise. So yeah, come and check out that episode over there as well. Uh, also, every month we are doing. So Bad Is It Good, which is our special monthly extra episode that we're doing on the back of the Snake Horrorcast. We are joined every month by Chloe Davies. Um, and next episode we'll be doing The Ginger Dead Man. Nile, I think you missed that because your computer broke on us. Oh, so we decided on that one, didn't we? We decided on Ginger Dead Man. 
is the only one we could find that we could actually all watch. So, I, I did think the other ones were slightly obscure. <laughs> a bit obscure from the 90s, yeah. So we'll be doing Ginger, Ginger Dead Man for that next time. But we have also got episodes of Super Mario Brothers, which is our last episode, and Jack Frost from our first episode of that podcast. There you go. And again, follow our sponsor, uh, Abundable Books, over at Abundable Book Club at CreateJoy.com. They are great guys as well. And yeah, so... I have been your host, Mike Goddard, and I have been joined by Nell Whitlock. Sorry, I was doing Nicolas Cage then. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> uh, goodbye from me, and goodbye from Marcus. Doodles. God, that was creepy. <laughs> oh, I made the hairs on my back of my neck stand up. <laughs> and my balls go inside me. Would you prefer if I just started speaking... Really oh, oh, stop it! <laughs> oh, oh, no, it sounds like you're trying to put your ball inside him. <laughs> oh, right in my ears. <laughs>